Welcome to Commercial Real Estate Eyes Wide Open podcast. This weekly podcast, led by me, Ann Hambly, will cover inside information that is not typically disclosed in commercial real estate, including how the game is played from the lender servicer side. If you have a commercial real estate loan, you won't want to miss the podcast. Um, just for those of you that have not um, that I've not spoken to before, I spent 35 years of my career in the servicing shops, led many of them, and helped shape the commercial real estate servicing industry as it is today. And I'm the founder and CEO of First Service Solutions, the nation's leading borrower owner uh, advocacy firm. Now, my guest on today's podcast is Michael Bull. Most of you have probably heard of him. He's the host of the number one rated podcast in commercial real estate, and he's the founder and CEO of Bull Realty. Michael's very entertaining, very funny, and very insightful. So let's get started, Michael. Um, I want to focus this podcast on 2021. Before we go to 2021, what I'd love to have you give a recap of is let's go back to the deep recesses of 2020, picture March, April 2020. We all hate to go back there, but think about that. How did your investment sales primarily, how did investment sales um, work, if you will, in 2020? What happened? Yeah, 2020 was a mess. And, and uh, you know, especially in the beginning when things started freezing up. So we have, of all of, so we have about 50 people at our shop and I'm licensed all around the southeast. And we had about... 70% of our deals under contract was implode rather and, and, and canceled. Uh, almost everything else got delayed. Canceled? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, we were mainly investment sales broker. Uh, and so, you know, you don't have to buy or sell an investment property unless you want to, right? It's not like you need it. Uh, and so things started imploding. Uh, deals were, the, the transaction volume was down about 90%. Uh, compared to the year before, uh, and so there was a kind of a big freeze when you when you think about March or April, and, and this started moving through there, and it just started thawing out through 2020, and then toward the end of 2020, it started getting a little bit busier into, into 2021. And then 21, uh, you talk about the, the freeze. I mean, I, I actually lived through the deep freeze here in Dallas in February of 21, but it's funny we. I know you're not talking about that literally, but how did talk to me about how 21 worked out? What was the activity like? And um, I obviously it's better than 2020, but just you know talk to me in general about how that turned out. Yeah, 2020 was a quite remarkable time frame. I think in the history of investment sales, I think when we look back, we'll see it that way. Um, there was a lot of movement by investors because of the scare of the 1031 exchange getting limited. Uh, to a million dollars, which basically for commercial properties would have taken it out of the, out of the system, um, and then also to talk about the increases in capital gain. So there was a tremendous amount of activity in 2021 for folks trying to make moves, close in 2021, you know, prior to the possibility of the 1031 getting limited, capital gains being increased. So we saw some owners that. Uh, firms that owned properties that they planned to keep very long term, that looked at the window of 2021 of the very low interest rate, a lot of liquidity in the market for buyers and lenders, uh, and then the chances that the 1031 exchange would 
we'd be limited that we're making moves that hadn't planned to make moves. So there was a tremendous amount of activity in 2021, 21, and I think when we look back on this in the future, I think it's going to be a remarkable year and more transaction volume than we're going to see in 2020. Hmm. Oh, that's real interesting. Um, were there any particular property types that traded more than others, uh, you know, out of the ordinary in 21? Yeah, you know, the obvious one are uh, multifamily and then industrial, you know, which is gobbling those up at really low cap rates and also single tenant net lease properties are extremely popular. Uh, so those are the properties I'd say that had the most activity and the most sought after by buyers. Uh, but also there was activity uh, in the office market uh, and in retail properties as well. So, you know, if people were in those sectors and they were in those sectors and, and they were making moves as well. We also saw it from deals that were $100 million somebody selling a $100 million deal, uh, had the same thought pattern as somebody selling a $2 million deal. Uh, so it was across the board price range-wise and, and ownership size-wise um, and, uh, and really across all sectors. And in general, do you think um, the impact of COVID in 2020 affected the sale price um, of the transaction in 21? In other words, were people trying to just hurry and get out of their properties or... When you talk about industrial multifamily, probably not, but just, you know. Yeah, well, the prices, they were pretty strong, and the cap rates were pretty strong on on the activity that happened. And I think there was a flight to quality, uh, flight to long-term leases, uh, flight to quality tenants. Uh, So uh, the prices were strong on 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 most all the properties that traded. Um, But I I think I'm hearing your question is, you know, one of the things that we saw is sellers were like, you know what? Uh, the market's been going up for 10 or 11 years. Here we are in this window. The 1031 might get affected. Our president wants to raise capital gains. We're, the government's spending a lot of money. Maybe I should take what offers I can get this year. Maybe this is the uh, the window year to move some property. So, yeah, I think sellers were more uh, willing to accept prices their properties would bring in, in 2020 as part of well, I think that you're, you're right. I think you're keying in on why there was also more activity. Sellers are like, all right, we might be at the top. I should know this, and I know I think you updated me, but I, I, I can't remember. But the 1031 um, issue never did it never did change, right? I mean, nothing nothing ever happened on that, or, or where does that right. stand? That's right. It was on the paid for list, um, and and it was uh, really earmarked to to be limited. And so that generated a lot of interest in people doing things and making moves with all the benefits of things you could do as an investor. 1031 people were doing it, but when it it went off the paper, and when it did, the phone slowed down. I mean, activity started slowing down already. And I don't know that the, you know, we're on the brokers, we're on the front line of this, so we're seeing it maybe before, you know, an analyst will review the quarter or review the year after you know they simulate all the information. So I think we're gonna find that you know twenty twenty one there was a tremendous amount of activity right up until December thirty first. Then I think we'll see the transaction start to slow down as far as numbers are closing in twenty twenty one. Not dramatically, but a big slowdown compared to twenty twenty one. I was just actually I was gonna ask you so like twenty twenty in your own opinion and gut, because I know numbers aren't official yet, but did do you think twenty twenty one sales activity 
was anywhere near or equal to 2019, like pre-COVID's numbers. Yeah. We, yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I think it'll be higher. Uh, I think it'll be oh, more wow. transaction volume uh, because of, of the movement. Everybody wanted to make moves. And now when you look back, well, now the, the 1031's off the pay for list. Um, and But you've got the Fed talking about raising rates. So, you know, yeah. that, that, so it may be that that was the year or the top yeah. of the market. We'll, we'll see, right? <laughs> well, as you know, um, I, you're going to be uh, my next guest next week on this, this same uh, podcast. And what I'd like you to focus on then is your predictions for 2022. I want to carry this same conversation about where things were, you know, 19, 20, 21, really. And now, and now I'd like to hear your predictions for 2022. So we're going to cover that um, on next week's uh, podcast. And uh, until then, Michael, I thank you again for being my guest. And um, enjoy your week. And, and we'll talk again on uh, next week's podcast. Okay? Thanks, thank you, Sam. everybody. Thanks, Sam.